Welcome. Today we will teach you how to grow your small business through marketing and stop, sales. Stop, 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 stop. We got the truth. We got the truth. This is not a normal business show and it's not taught in Harvard Business School. So leave your preconceived notions at the door because we're looking for the big truths of what makes a small business tick. We bravely lean into psychology, business, philosophy, religion, and more to learn from experts on how to create a healthy balance in life and business. I'm Joe Watkins. And I'm Travis Castle, serial entrepreneurs and your host. Not here to sell you a thing, just deliver the big truths of small business. Hey, hey, it is Joe here. Not today with my counterpart, Travis, although... Maybe he'll phone in. Maybe he'll phone in. But I'm excited because I have a special guest here today, a friend of mine, a dear friend, a co-worker from way back in the day. She is a leadership consultant and author of a book that has just come out called Own Your Opportunities. It's been out almost a year, and her name is Juliet Hall. Welcome to the show, Juliet. Hey, Joe. <laughs> Thanks for having me. It's good to have you. So our, our topic today, I've, I've, I let Juliet pick this topic because this is something that's been weighing on her for a little bit. This is a, not a topic necessarily that you guys have heard directly from us, but we, we talk about this in amongst a lot of our podcasts. It's really the start of how we got the show going. And, and, the, and the, the title of this show is, is we are talking about mortality and we're talking about how how thinking about mortality affects your decisions, your choices as you, you move through life and, and business. And uh, it, it probably is uh, the, the age that we are. We're in our latter 40s. <laughs> we both are in our latter 40s, and, and, and Travis has got me by even another year. But um, it is this time in life when you, you, you tend to, to look backwards and then take today's sort of new thinking and experience and, and sort of try to figure out what it's all about. And mortality is part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about it and how that affects you in business and how it affects your decisions. So, so Juliet, so what's on your mind with this? Like, tell me, tell me what, what your recent thoughts have been around this, this topic. Well, first of all, thanks for having me, me on your podcast. And I, I just recently celebrated a birthday a few weeks ago and but even before my birthday I guess I've come to the realization that as a woman in her latter 40s (laughs) (laughs) that I I I realized that my life is a summation of my choices and there are many things many accomplishments that I've made that I'm very proud of uh, in business when I was in corporate America, and even now as a new author, and and just my um, opportunities to grow a platform and to impact and influence a lot of minds. Um, but I, there, there are other things that I haven't accomplished in life uh, personally um, that have really caused me to wonder, is it too late for me? Is mm. it too late for me to pursue certain uh, desires, um, such as family, for example, uh, which I know is very personal, but um, I never thought I'd be in my late 40s and not have um, 
a family already in place. So I have to live vicariously through other people. (laughs) Mm. But, but, um, but yeah, thinking about mortality, like I can't change uh, the choices that I made in my past. I've made great choices. I've also made some very poor choices, but I've learned from those choices um, to get me to a place where I am today, where I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I am proud of the woman that I've become. Um, But mortality forces you to think about, um, what's next for you and recognizing that there is an expiration date that you don't really have control over. And what do you want to do with the time that you have left? And how do you, for me, I, I think about what can I do with the time that I have where when I do leave this world, I leave empty. Hmm. So let's, let's talk about a choice you made back seven or eight years ago or so mm-hmm. where you left corporate America. Yeah. Uh, you were with a, a big restaurant chain and, and you moved up the ranks mm-hmm. and you wrote a book kind of that talked a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you left that company. Was it about, about seven or eight years ago? That's about right. Yeah. Okay. And yep. Look at it. Here's Travis joining the show. Let's, wow. see, let's, see, if okay. we, let's <laughs> see if we can get him in the show. All right. Travis, are you are are you there? Is tra- is Joe, I am here. Travis, you're you're live in the podcast. We we told the, the folks you might show up. Well, Joe, I'm here. You uh <laughs> you sent my topic, didn't you? You well, sent my topic. I, I, I don't even believe you're. I don't even think you're talking about this. I think you did this for me to call back. Well, listen, believe it or not, I actually chose the topic. Hi, Travis. <laughs> Yeah, how are you doing? I'm well. How are you? Good, good. How, how many minutes are we into the podcast? We're, we're, we're only six minutes in. So you're, you're, we, we literally have not scratched the surface. We need you in this one. I appreciate you call, uh, calling in. Uh, and so, so yeah, we're talking about mortality and how it affects uh, decisions and, and, and uh, in business and in life. And, and, you know, I asked Juliet about uh, a decision she made about seven or eight years ago to leave corporate America to go pursue um, speaking and, and, and becoming a, an author. And so that was part of, uh, I guess part of this mortality maybe started back then too. It you, really did. Yeah. I mean, Joe, I, because the impetus for me to leave wasn't necessarily due to my feeling like I had outgrown the culture of the corporation that I was a part of, but it was also recognizing that there's no better time than the present to pursue the dreams that that I have and um, and just wanting to um, be obedient to the gift, the calling that I believe God has placed on my life. So it was it was like, when am I going to do this? When am I going to be obedient? When I when am I going to just take that leap of faith? And and that was all a part of the thought process uh, when I did leave corporate America, because I knew that if I had stayed any longer, it would be harder to leave. It's hard to leave when, well, actually when I left, I was already making a lot of money. And so, um, sometimes when you're in a place of comfort and you know, you're making a lot of money, you don't want to leave, even though you know that there's a more for your life and that there's more, I just knew instinctively that there was so much more, um, purpose 
and, and, and opportunity for you to utilize my gift in a grander way than what I had been doing in corporate America. Right. So when I, when I think about, and Travis, I have had a conversation around this and and Travis, you jump in because I know you at mid thirties, you know, almost died of a heart attack. And so you've brought this conversation into our conversation a lot more often than I have, although it's, it's hit me a lot more of late, you know, as you get older, you have health problems you never had before. And you're like, Oh my gosh, you know, I'm getting old. This, this sucks. But, uh, my thoughts around and how it's affected me is, uh, very, very similar. And I think this is why this, this show is important is we really can't take back what we did or didn't do up, up to, to our latter forties. Like we can't, we can't take any of that back, but, and so really it's still, it's a, it's a, it's a line of sand today and forward. That's all we can influence. And so, but we're looking back on, on that history as a, as a, uh, a way to learn from it and grow from it. Some of it maybe was a good roadmap. Some of it wasn't. Um, some things we won't ever do and we have to live with that. But, but, but there's still so many things going forward that we can do. So I think the, the, the I guess the, the light for me is there's so much more that I can influence. There's so many more people that I can be in front of. That I can take all the things I've learned and maybe help a 30-year-old, you know, really love what they do sooner. Because I told you earlier that, that I was always running for a, a destination. Mm-hmm. Well, there, now I know there is no destination. There is no destination. The whole thing's a journey. Yeah. Um, and so if I could teach... A 30-year-old or 25-year-old that right now today you're in a journey and I know you have some goals and that's good but those goals keep moving the goal post keeps moving Mm -hmm. and those moments that that occur throughout every single day are what you got to figure out how to to enjoy and grab a hold of and make meaningful Mm -hmm. right well I I think that 20s 30s I know when I was in my 20s and 30s it was a um a season of exploration for me. Mm. And I, I didn't have it all figured out when I was in my twenties and didn't necessarily have it figured out when, when I was in my thirties. But what I did challenge myself to do was to take advantage of opportunities that I could control. And what part of the figuring out part of the exploration is, is saying yes to opportunities to, um, gain more experience and exposure. I, it was in my thirties when I started traveling abroad and I had opportunities to explore and experience different cultures that were so unfamiliar to me. And in that space of unfamiliarity, if I'm saying that word, right. Um, I grew, I got to see how big God truly is. And I got to I was, I mean, I got to learn, I got to explore curiosity. I know that, you know, we talk about curiosity a lot and, and that was a part of my growth process. And, and, and also it was through putting myself in those unfamiliar territories where when I did come back to America, after every trip that I had spent, you know, every time that I had spent overseas, I just came back with more purpose and more clarity. Um, so yeah, I think in the 30s, um, 
Yeah, I I liken that time, that season, um, to just explore and take advantage of every opportunity to learn more about yourself and to deepen that relationship that you have with God. Um, Because ultimately, I didn't make that pivot until I was in my 40s. And I find that when I'm talking to people uh, that are within our age group in, you know, 40s or late 40s even, (laughs) and then sometimes even older than that, the encouragement that I have for them is that, you know, there's no better time to start than now. And you can just, even if you don't have it all figured out, just start somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Travis, what are you, are you there? I am. I, I'm enjoying listening. I, I forgot for a minute. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm enjoying what both of you guys have to say about it. For, for me, this topic, as you know, Joe, um, every decision is filtered through my mortality. And, you know, I say every, I guess, I guess which bank I bank at is probably not filtered through my mortality, but all the big decisions, anything that is a directional decision, um, it's filtered through my mortality and, and it's, and it's changed me dramatically for that. Changed me dramatically for that. Uh, I, I guess when I was 32 years old, um, so Juliet, I, uh, I woke up one day, I was, I was on a Sunday, and I went to church with my family. I had a, if I remember correctly, it was 2006, I had a six-year-old, a four-year-old, and a two-year-old. And so um, I was married. So we, we go to church, leave church, we go eat, um, drive over to a house that I'm building to meet the painters. And so we meet the painters, and as we're, as we're in the driveway, uh, at the bottom of the driveway talking to them, I, I begin to have the symptoms of a heart attack. And I'm not going to go through, through all that. But long story short, I end up, you know, being life-flighted to Piedmont Hospital in Atlanta. And uh, they, sure enough, you know, artery 99% closed. They put a stent in. Um, and that was 2006. And so here's what's weird. Theoretically, I knew that, obviously, you die any day. Uh, people die every day. Car wrecks. Uh, yeah, and, and by that, I mean the, the surprise death. And, I, and we probably, unfortunately, uh, certainly at Joe and I's age, I'm not sure how old you are you yet. And I will, I will not ask. I simply <laughs> will not ask you. But, She's similar. You know, you, <laughs> we, we begin, you know, we begin to, to just know many people who obviously die suddenly and unexpectedly. Um, but that's other people. That's other people. And as shocking as it is to go to the other person's funeral who you went to high school with or is, is your age, it's not as shocking as thinking about your funeral uh, that would happen next week. And so I, I, you know, I realized you can wake up, go to church, uh, go eat, and just die at 32 years old. And people, people uh, obviously, that's happening at a high rate. So when that was introduced into my life, um, I couldn't escape it. It probably was unhealthy for a period of time. But I, I think as I look back, I wouldn't give it back in the sense of it's changed who I am because from this very topic, it's changed how I make decisions. Because I have to factor in that I can't guarantee next week, next month, or certainly the 10-year plan um, 
you know, there has to be a part. So, so how does that really affect the planning? And Joe and I spent a lot of time on this. Um, I really want to enjoy what I do. Mm-hmm. And so if, if, if your decision-making is centered around, I'm willing to work hard and do all the sacrificing to achieve in my life, but I actually need to enjoy the doing of the achieving, not just the achievement, not just the end goal. I, I need to love the grind of what I'm doing because I may never, I simply may never get to the end goal. And really, I guess whether that's death or not. Um, yeah. So it's, it's definitely changed me in terms of the trajectory of what I'm doing. Cause I really, I want to enjoy it next week. I don't want to say I'm going to enjoy it in five years when everything pays off. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I gather from everything that you just said, I, I think I'm at a place in my own life where I just respect time. Mm-hmm. I think people should consider that. Do you respect time? Because time is the greatest resource that we all have. Mm-hmm. And, Money is replaceable, but time is not. It's the most precious resource that we have. And so many people, I, I, well, I say so many, let me just speak to myself. I don't, I, I definitely respect time more in my latter 40s than I did, obviously, when, when I was in my 20s, when I thought I had all the time in the world. And now, you know, I guess you could say I'm middle-aged and, <laughs> um, and so I'm just, I, because I respect time, it does impact my decisions. It also, I mean, and not just in what I do vocationally, but even relationally. I recognize that, um, you know, I'm very intentional about even who I want to spend time with because, you know, if, if, if I'm not growing with, the people that I'm around, if I, I'm at a point now, I don't like, I, I like exchanging ideas and I like speaking to topics that make me think, that help me to grow, that's helped me, that, that will, that will help me grow my business or grow, grow me spiritually. And, um, and so I gravitate to, um, people, um, and I mean, you know, and, and that circle tends to be pretty small, but, but yeah, I respect time now. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I think, <clears throat> I think you should, uh, I, this, this, it's, it's crazy. We're having this, this, this podcast because we decided on this podcast topic today mm-hmm. and, and this is after, and I don't think I've told you this, uh, Travis, but I'm, I'm scrolling through my news feeds and I see this uh, title, I'm dying at age 49. Here's why I have no regrets. This was two days ago. And I was like, whoa, I mean, I'm literally about to be 49. And so, and you, I think you already are 49, Travis. And, and Juliet could be close. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Yo, I have, I'm in my I have latter 40s. Fact, I have fact 49. You are 49. <laughs> okay, so, so we're all right there. And, and I read this article and it wouldn't be like me to read this type of article. This is a, I think this is on Apple News and the Washington Post. And most of the time they make you subscribe to read it. And I got to read this one without subscribing. So I read this, I read this article and this, and this, this woman basically just tells her story. She's a mother. She's a, 
she's a wife, and she tells her story about how she has made some choices through life that she is actually going to die with no regrets at, at a young age. Uh, and so I had to read this and, and, and some of those choices revolved around, they really go to so many conversations we've talked about. I'm looking at the article now, um, Travis, but they go to things like I pursued my dream career with passion. She decided very early on that I, I, I got to love what I do. I got I got to love what I do. Um, and, and she actually wrote a book. Believe it or not, she was an author. She wrote a book called Sweet Pot. That was her big one, I believe. And it was about uh, ice cream binge across America. She went all across America and tried the nation's ice creams and wrote about it. And everybody told her she was crazy. And I think she sold a lot of copies. When you said Sweet Pot, I thought it was connected to weed. A <laughs> uh, sweet spot. <laughs> oh, spot. Okay. <laughs> I was like, okay. And so, so, so that was her career passion. Um, she, she was, uh, in a, you know, her husband has been um, someone that shows up for her, for her and accepts her for who she is. She had some men in her life that did not. So, so that was a good decision that she had made. Uh, and... <laughs> this uh travis you'll appreciate this we're, we're, uh <laughs> what 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 is she, she wrote um i live where i where i want even though the numbers never add up <laughs> oh, wow yeah. yeah yeah she uh she um again that may go a little against some of my conversation however i think there's a balance to all this and and she said that if the decision was I'm going to put extra money in retirement or go to a trip to Spain. I'm going to Spain. So, you know, we've talked about this Travis a lot in retirement. We, we like, I mean, we just buried my mother-in-law mm. at 65 or six mm. who, who, who retired early to battle her cancer. She never got retirement. She worked her entire life, got no more than two weeks off mm. in a year Worked, you know, eight to five thirty, five days a week, doing the most tedious job on the planet, all pushing to get to that place to where you can enjoy your life, and then she dies. And that's a tragedy to me. Right. Where this lady has made decisions along the way to to not do that. I think that's what the importance of the show is: is how can we learn? Because we are still alive. Mm-hmm. How can we learn? to not have regrets if, if, if we got buried tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and those regrets uh, oftentimes come back to probably more, more than anything, at least for me and my thinking, is the relationships around me. We, we, we did a show called Reconciliation of Relationships. It was a powerful show for us because after that, we both made phone calls to reconciliate mm-hmm. with people because we're, you're, you're carrying that. And so um, the relationships around us is what I think about. Who are the people that I need to dig deeper with to, to either reconcile or have real relationship with or influence them towards maybe become a, a believer? You know, who are those people? Who are those people that, that, um, that I've hurt? Uh, and and, and, and we've, uh, we know that there's people out there that we possibly have hurt that, 
we made it, they're in the back of our mind. We haven't talk, thought about them in years, but um, there's one thing that I've learned about. So I, I know people that have gone through AA, alcohol, uh, Alcoholics Anonymous, Anonymous. Mm-hmm. and I love the 12-step program because one of the things in there, one of the most powerful steps in there is, is, to, is to go to the pe- people, no matter how minor the infraction, and make amends, mm-hmm. apologize. It's a pretty powerful thing. Because you're, you're, you're not really doing it for them. You're really doing it for, for yourself, but it's powerful to them too. So relationships to me is what I keep coming back to. And I almost, and I think it's a dichotomy here a little bit because how, how do you go become maybe all of what you want to be and experience, but there's relationships around you that maybe are not along for that ride. Yeah. That's, that's tough. Yeah, uh, and, I, and I, I think at our age, there's a lot of that going on. Divorce happens a lot at our age because of that very reason. Kids are gone. That common goal is gone, and there's not a parallel uh, thinking about where the next phase is. Mm-hmm. And so it's 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 it's, it's challenging. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna steal one uh, in that talk. There's two things that come to mind. Okay. One is uh, Stephen Covey's Seven Habits begin with the end in mind. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and the ultimate end in mind is not when the uh, when you make the sale or when you get married or when you have kids or you finally buy that house if you get your credit right. You know, the the ultimate end and, and Joe, I've done this and sent it to you. <laughs> you, by the way, did not reciprocate. I noticed. So I'm going to put that on record. <laughs> OK. I'll put that. I mean, I'll, it's a pretty vulnerable thing. I'm oh, oh you, yeah, you, you, just, you did. You I know exactly where you're going. Very much just stood me up. That's okay. That's all right. Um, <laughs> I, I wrote, uh, golly, Juliet, I, I wrote my obituary. Mm. Now, that sounds a little dark to some folks. And, I, and, and look, I, this is a taboo subject in terms of society in general, I mean, we just don't, I think people go to the depressing side of the subject, but when when you sit down and you think, and we've all been here, right? Um, I think of funerals. I have been to funerals in the last five years that there were more staff members at the funeral for the funeral home than people that showed up for the funeral. Um, I have been to funerals that were standing room only and people standing on the steps of the church in the parking lot and, uh, and, and crying like they just got shot. Mm. And so when I think of my end, you know, unashamedly, and, and not for my, you know, kind of self-gratification, look, I'll be dead. But, but as a result of, my, of the life that I live and of the people that I impact, and Juliet, to your point of the of how true I was to my calling, which I think that's where the maximum impact is. Um, so if I, I can start from the funeral and I can kind of read the obituary or, or, or the eulogy, I guess. Now, now, Joe, I think mine had TV cameras there interviewing people uh, outside <laughs> the funeral. So I, so, I, so I have quite a bit of work to do. <laughs> well, I don't think it would be full right now that's an interesting exercise and you're right i did stand you up on that i have not done that i actually think we we may have discussed this but there's actually two obituaries obituaries that need to be written one of them is what you want your obituary to look like and you write that mm-hmm. the other one is is what do you think it actually would be today mm. if it was written today what would it say 
and then that 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 gap there is sort of gives you some sort of a framework around what you might need to be start steering. Yeah. Well, you know, I to. well, I haven't I, I have not gone as far as writing my obituary, but I will say <laughs> and and this is um and I think there's some irony here, but I this this is a very uh, morbid topic <laughs> to talk about mortality and and um for me when I drafted a will from um you know for estate planning, going through estate planning um that was a, a, honestly, a very, it felt dark to me to, to force myself to think about, um, you know, where, where I wanted, what, what I wanted that final testament, that final will and testament to, to read. But here's the thing. After I gave it thought, time, intention, and, and went through that planning of death and what happens to all of my properties after death, after I went through that process, I have to say, I felt this freedom Mm -hmm. to then live. It's like I planned for my death so that I could live the rest of my life. Mm. There's a lot in that. I mean, just the, just the, the words plan to live. You might get a lot more out of, life if there's a bit of planning involved yeah after you think because otherwise i think it's i i I can say um you know there's a little bit of i might have had a little bit of arrogance i think we all think because we just think we're gonna live forever or because we don't we don't ever think about um the end game per se um it's like we're we just live life to some extent carelessly but but once you apply that intentionality um, when you get to a point where you actually plan for, okay, let me, let me organize my affairs. Um, let me make certain arrangements and certain provisions for those that I love so that upon my demise, you know, everything is set in place and I'm not leaving them with the burden to figure it all out because they're going to be grieving. You know, I think it's very responsible to even, plan for your death. So when I got through, you know, that planning process, I, I, I just had, I don't know, there, it, it's weird, but it just felt like a burden was lifted, maybe because I was glad that process was over. But I, I just had this sense of freedom, like, okay, that part is taken care of. So now I can just, you know, continue to live my life and be Juliet and, and then think about the other things that I wanted to do. I believe that there's, uh, that business entrepreneurs for the most part, are running so hard that they're not doing a great job of planning things like this mm-hmm. that feel far off. Mm-hmm. But in this case, it could be far off or it could be tomorrow. It could be. And and so in, in that way, um, you know, it's just, it, it's, we do have to slow down as business leaders. We have to slow down and, 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 and begin to, map out a bit of a plan mm-hmm. around some things that are important because if you don't put the important things in the schedule, then all the other unimportant things will fill it mm-hmm. as we know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's a, a, a high calling here as part of this. Uh, and Travis is, uh, he has been on a, 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 we, we, we both have, we, we sold our business and, and 
late 2021, and um, we have both been <laughs> working through a process of figuring out all this, where we're going, and why, and what can we learn from everything we've done in the past, and map out a new, more planned, intentional future. It's not easy. Mm-mm. It's not easy. Uh, uh, in fact, I have discovered that there is... Uh, I've done what I call put back pressure on myself a lot over the years. I'll just go like, I just did it recently with these speakers. I just showed you these speakers. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go do this one show this weekend. And I use that as an excuse to probably over invest in equipment that will then put back pressure on me to go do more of it. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think it's all bad, but I did think about it. Um, but I think there's a lot of, of people in their business that are that are working from a back pressure mm-hmm. place mm-hmm. Uh, rather than sort of the, the, the other way around, which is deciding where you're going to spend time. And so, I don't know, it's a, uh, you know, it is, it can be morbid, but I think it, again, we can gain new perspective through talking about these kind of things mm-hmm. and apply that to your next, next, um, you know, next move. I mean, we, we, we sold our business out of this conversation. Yeah. We were, we were literally about to explode daily with how we were feeling about property management. Mm-hmm. It just, there was no wins in this. There was it, the only win was money because, because everything else was toxic in our lives. And it, you know, I had to get Travis out of there before he took his life in some crazy way, <laughs> not literally, but, but not, not literally, but emotionally, emotionally, you, know, um, you were, you were taking your life emotionally. Who was it that was talking about cold calling? Who was it? Um, was a soul crushing experience for them. They used to work soul crushing. Uh, that would be, that would be soul crushing for me. Cold calling. It wasn't you. I can't remember the aspect, but, Property management was soul crushing. Like it wasn't just bad. Like it, it was an infection. You know, it was. So, so when it was. So, so when you when you you know at some point you either take the pill and you cure it or you cut it off. Mm-hmm. And and if if you've got this thought in your mind, hey, look, I may not live to eighty two point five years. I think I might cut it off sooner rather than later. So this all definitely advanced that idea for us. But I, I'll bring up another um, part of all this that I think is worth thinking about. And I, I, you know, I believe we're all, it sounds like, Juliet, of course, I don't know you very well. It sounds like we're all Christian folk in terms of what we think about the afterlife, which is a big part of this entire conversation around mortality. Everybody doesn't think the same thing about what happens when you draw that final breath. And in, in my life, there have been times, um, you know, an ebb and flow, I, I, I guess this is normal. I think I know more people that, uh, I know some people that are more stable with this part of the conversation. But if talking about death, your death specifically, is something you just run away from. Because it's just, oh man, who wants to talk about? Can we talk about anything other than dying? Um, if that's the thought, then 
you know, that gives me a little concern about what you think about your death. Because, again, assuming Christianity, death is an upgrade. We're, we're actually talking about an upgrade in, in every way. And so there's been times in my life where I've been, and it's been post the heart attack, right, as I've been forced to think about it. Because well, prior to that, I was like, everybody just didn't really want to talk about it, think about it. There have been times in my life where I've been perfectly okay if that chest pain that I felt is, in fact, the heart attack. Even with my responsibilities, even with my children, even with my wife, even with all the uh, the things that I haven't done, even with, you know, perhaps uh, in my Christian walk, not not walking as perfectly as possible, there have been times I've been, I've been okay if it comes right now. There's been times where I thought, man, I hope it doesn't come right now. Oh, I hope this chest pain isn't it. <laughs> give me, give me two more years to get this thing right. And so for me, it's been a bit of a spiritual barometer. So I think if you run from the thought of death, um, you know, you, you go look at New Testament, you look at Paul talking about death. Paul talked about death a lot. Paul was perfectly okay with death. There, there was a, a, an author, Dallas Willard. I don't know if anybody's ever read any of Dallas Willard, who died about probably seven or eight years ago. No, probably 10 years ago. Dallas Willard is a Christian author. He actually taught USC, I believe, philosophy. Wrote a bunch of books. Speaker. And he said, when he was diagnosed with cancer, that when the moment of his death comes, he wonders because of how close his walk is with God, if he'll know the difference. Hmm. Which was, took a minute for that to sink in. Hmm. Yeah. So, anyway, I'll bring that up as a possibility for those who retract from even the conversation of death. I think that might be a bit of a uh, time to take a temperature uh, as to what you think is going on after you die. You know, I, I, um, well, first of all, let me just, I I just want to comment, um, on, um, what the, what you said about Dallas Willard and I've not read any, read any of his books, but I, I am, I, I had, have heard of him. Um, but I love that statement, you know, being so close to God that when you die, you don't realize that you're dead. I mean, you didn't say it like that. He didn't say it like that, but basically being so close where you're in God's presence on a daily basis, where you have no awareness that you're even dead because, you know, to be absent from, to be absent Mm -hmm. from the body is to be present with the Lord. Right. And if you're in a state where you're in God's presence, um, 24 seven, then, you know, will you feel the difference? I think that's how you said it. Um, that, that was, that's powerful. I just wanted to make a comment on that. And then I, to, to your question about, do I think about that afterlife? I I do think about it. I mean, and I, I'll be honest. I mean, I, um, I, I do have questions, you know, I, at night I think to myself and I'm, you know, I'd like to say that I have a very mature relationship spiritually, um, but I, you can be strong in your faith 
and you can still have questions. And, of course, yeah. and and I have questions. Um, I mean, even sometimes I I'm like, God, okay, come on now, are you really real? Because I've been praying to you for certain things, you know, and and they haven't manifested yet, and it's been years. And do you hear me? Or you know, I mean, I. And I'm just being very vulnerable about that. And then, you know, where death is concerned, you know, I think about, is there really an up or down? Um, And I think about, you know, I I mean, I I have those questions and I do think, gosh, I haven't really expressed, I haven't really said all of this before, but since you brought it up, Travis, I mean, you're really um, giving me the space to, to to really be vulnerable and just be honest and and say, I, I, I have questions, but in that, um, you know, I still have my faith and, and, um, no, I think it's through conversations like these where we're able to maybe share and encourage and, um, enlighten and teach. And, um, yeah, I think, you know, I think that's such an important question because I know, um, listeners of this podcast, I mean, they've probably had questions about it too, but nobody wants to talk about it because nobody likes to talk about death. I think I want to make a point that it, it's it's certainly normal to have questions, a lot of questions, and not be a firm even on our belief around so many particulars when it comes to our faith. You know, we th- th- there's there's some main tenements we can all believe, but even still can question those things at times and 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 i I think that's real and anybody who doesn't admit that is not being real because we all do um you know if you've ever been around apologists before and you've seen them speak what i love about an apologist they, they defend the faith by not using the bible to defend the faith this is what's so cool about them is it speaks to, to someone that may have never looked at the Bible ever. And it defends the faith from outside sources. And uh, that's why I love to, to listen to, 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 that, to those guys because it helps to fill some holes and gaps around things that you can, but there's still gaps. There's still gaps. So, um, yeah, I, so I think it's, that's normal. And I think it's, it's not only normal, I think it's good to have conversation like we're having. Travis, uh, what would what would you say is, or both of you for this matter, what, if you were to give three pieces of advice around how thinking about mortality actually puts, what, what are the three action items that, that would come out of these thoughts, let's say, over the last five years? What are the three action items, that, not necessarily that you've done, but maybe you've done or believe you will do soon that, that is moving the needle towards um, actually utilizing uh, your experience and these thoughts around mortality? Well, keep me on track with my, as you say, my nuggets. Yeah. Let's, uh, because let's I'll, get a little, I'll get a little off track here. But one, one of them I do think, uh, well, look, look first, Juliet. I, I love the uh, you know the wheel. I'm behind on that, man. I've got started on that a bunch and stopped. Let's write that down. Will, um, will. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I think the wheel is an exercise in this. I mean, it's a great pause, and you're gonna 
you're going to, you know, for most people going to go to an attorney, I guess, even if you go through the online stuff these days, you're still going to get, get asked questions that I'm assuming are jarring questions. Yep. You will. Um, <laughs> you know, you've got to name real names here. You got to, and they got to be put down on paper. So that's pretty, I think that's great. I, I think maybe that's one A, one B is probably the, uh, you know, I think the obituary exercise, and I, of course, I stole that like I do everything else from people, but I, it was just a great exercise. I mean, it, 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 I went back and edited the obituary. <laughs> As Joe painfully knows my way of thinking, you know, I, I thought I had the right one. And I, when I read it, I thought, well, I'd like to be a little more exciting than that, like a little more interesting <laughs> than that. So I went back and, and edited that. Uh, what and, and this is a perspective on thinking, so I don't know if it's as actionable as those two. But um, again, to something I'm stealing from somebody else I heard, and, and boy, it's so true. It's so true. We don't know when the last time is. And that is, we don't know the last Thanksgiving we're going to have with our parents or the last Christmas we're going we're gonna to have with our parents or, you know, anybody, right? But just insert the people in your life in there. We don't know the last birthday party that we're going to have or, or that they're going to have. We don't know the last round of golf. You know, Joe, there was a last round of golf with my dad. and My dad had cancer for about 10 years. So I was all, the funny thing was, as his health would go, I was always sort of suspecting it was going to be the last round. And then there'd be another round, and I'd kind of drop the thought. And then, of course, there was the last round that I was unaware was the last time I'd play golf with my dad. So I, I think a perspective on thinking about our dailiness, which is what the small business owner, and most people in general, but we know the busy, busy life of the small business owner. Everything has to be so practical. I mean, we don't know that last time. I mean, if your parents are, my mom's 75 years old. I mean, if we just go by statistics, I don't really know. Is it 78 female life expectancy according to the actuary charts? I'm not sure. Somewhere around there. I mean, do I have three more Christmases with my mother? <laughs> That's a crazy way to think about this Christmas. It, it changes. It changes Christmas this year. Uh, I mean, you've had so many with them. What's another one? Um but there's a countdown that we're unaware of. So a, a perspective on thinking like that uh, would be what I would offer. Juliet, do you have any, yeah. anything to add? Um, I would. So I have a couple of thoughts. I don't know if I have three, but the first is um, let go of fear and just live. If you have a business idea and you're afraid of the reaction you're going to get in the market, you know what, Go, just pursue it, just do it, just test the waters, um, and, um, and just, you know, let go of fear, I think that's the action like item, that. let go of fear, it doesn't even have to be business related, but even in a personal situation, you know what, if there's somebody that you love out there, just tell them that you love them, you know, <laughs> pursue uh, whatever personal interest that you have, just go for it. Um, and, um, and so that's the first thing is let go of fear and just do it. Secondly, um, I, I, I know I am 
this kind of goes along with Travis uh, said about the dailiness. Um, I am very intentional about how I spend my time and my energy and I want to create positive experiences um, for myself and, and those experiences include just being around people that I value and um, and so seeking you know seeking that out um, and then I, I I okay so I do have a third and and this is I just want to say this and and encourage people because uh, Travis you said your mom is 75 well my mom is 75 too and I'm very proud of um, how she's living life as if she's in her 30s, right? She just, she's a musician and she just published some uh, musical works on Spotify and, um, and she is pursuing a dream uh, as a musical composer at the age of 75 in terms of, um, you know, recording music and publishing music Um she has not made age an excuse to not pursue what it is that she loves. So um, I guess you could tie that into the first thing about just, you know, let go of fear and just go for it. But I want to end my um, message, my nuggets on a positive note uh, to those who may be definitely older in life. Um, just know that as long as you have breath, that means that you still have purpose and meaning and, um, and it's never too late to, um, you know, pursue what it is that you love. Yeah. You need to go out and, uh, and buy Juliet's book on your opportunities <laughs> yes. because it, 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 there's a lot in there around it. You don't necessarily mention mortality in there, but there's a lot in there that really comes from this conversation. So, um, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait a minute. Joe, Joe, hang on. Before I get your nugget, are you telling me you read Juliet's book? <laughs> I, I read it in entirety. Uh, are, are you going on right? Juliet, pick a chapter. I'd like a chapter quiz after the show. I read, <laughs> I read it in two days. Listen, when I say back pressure, this is how I operate. So I, I, I hadn't seen Juliet in 13 years. <laughs> um, this was, this was, a, you know, close to a year ago. And I'm, 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 we're going to meet, we're meeting, you know, and I knew about her book came coming out and the book came out literally a week or, or so before the meeting. And so I get this book and I'm going, God, Lee, I can't, I cannot show up, meet this woman <laughs> and not have at least said I bought the darn book. I would have forgiven but, you. <laughs> but then I said, you know, but I, but I, I've been struggling with, with reading anyway. I was like, no. Not this time. I'm doing it. Now, I waited. I had about a week to read it, and I waited to like two days before, and I crashed it in two days. But I've read it, Travis. I'm proud of myself. Well, you make it sound like it was laborious for it, you to read. You Did you enjoy no, the book? It, to read something in two days when you're not a reader, it had to flow pretty good. <laughs> it had to pretty good. I read the book. No, it has nothing to do with your I, – I, I don't read. I, I read nuggets here and there. I read, I read cliff notes. So it was a big win for me. This is a big win for me to read your book. And it was very good. And I, and I absorbed the whole thing. And that's why when we talk, I can bring it up constantly because I know all the, I know it. Um, I want to summarize because this is what I do well. I want to summarize. I added a few in here. I'm going to summarize what you guys said. Uh, so the action items here, that I, and I think these are great. These, these are items that, that, that you can do. Uh, 
as a business person, but as any person. Um, if you're in, you know, our age range, you're probably thinking about this stuff already, but maybe these are things you do prior to this. Uh, when it comes to your mortality, these are things that, that you should think about doing. Number one, a will. Um, and you mentioned, Juliet, that the will, by getting it done and know that it was done well and you put real thought to it, 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 it freed you up. Yes. It's like getting rid of a burden. Mm-hmm. You, you put that on the shelf. Yep. It's huge. It's huge. When you, anytime you've got burdens building up in you, getting it taken care of takes it off of you. Mm-hmm. So that's big. Uh, Travis had the obituary idea. I, I like that. Um, I, I may do that, Travis. Uh, I think that's an interesting thought because I do think it, 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 at some level, if you create the obituary that you want it to be, for me personally, it will create some back pressure to go, oh, hang on a second. I got some, I got some things to do. So uh, that's number two. Number three, uh, I added this in there, reconciliation with broken relationships. You, you, I mean, is this not what happened when oftentimes when people are on their deathbed? They, they start thinking, oh my God. You know, and, and they start re- reconciling. Well, we can do that well before our deathbed. Let's, let's, that's something we need to do. Um, you both said this in different ways. I say it this way, savor the moments, uh, busy is the greatest tool of the enemy. So you got to figure out how to, to, to plan in and, and, and time with your family time that with, for things that are important to you, um, capture those moments. Don't let those moments get trapped in busyness. Um, and that has to be designed in, it has to be, it has to be planned. Oftentimes it just doesn't happen spontaneously. Uh, uh, and I say it again, create designed in space for things that are important. Let go of fear and live. Pursue your dreams. Kind of combine those two. Let go of your fear. I, I like that. And live. Go, go do that thing. Who cares if you fell out? It doesn't matter how old you are or what position you are in life. That's sort of, uh, in some way, shelving a burden too because you you carry burdens of things that you're not doing that you want to do it's a burden that stays on you and so by doing it it that frees you up too um cherishing your time valuing your time valuing who you spend it with uh, because time is limited the timers are as you said our greatest uh our greatest resource so that's what I have here on the big truths. I, I mean, I think this, those are some valuable things to consider. It's not stuff that we talk about every day. It's not stuff that we are comfortable talking with uh, to people about every day. But that's why it needs to be out there. Because people, this will, this will, there will be people that listen to this that will jumpstart on a few of these things. They'll get their will done. You know, they'll, they'll reconcile with somebody. So th- this is important stuff. You got any final thoughts, uh, Travis? No, I, I think that's great. I think reconciliation, you know, the other prerequisite there is a, another biblical item. Um, it's forgiveness, right? Like you, like you just said it, you just put them together, but yes. I mean, that's what we're doing yes. is, is, is we're forgiving and we're not holding on. You know, I don't know who it was the other day, the great one of these billionaires that's going to try to spend all their money before they die. Well, do you, do you spend all the forgiveness before you die? You know, are, are you are you hanging on to it 
because you think you've got, again, 82.5 years in you. Mm. So I, I, I think that's a great list to make. I think the Reconciliation Podcast was tremendously impactful. And I think I think this episode is another call to look in your life and figure out, you know, where do I spend this forgiveness? Who do I spend it on? I like the forgiveness. I'm going to pull another word out of that. Uh, give. Give more. You can't take it with you. That's right. You can't take the retirement with you for sure. <laughs> you can't. Yeah. You can't. And uh, giving to others in need really creates legacy. Mm-hmm. Legacy you may never know about, but it is. Mm-hmm. It really is. Well, cool. That's all That's all we got here on the big trues. Unless we got a, you got a final, final thought, Juliet? No, I, I just want to say thank you so much, Joe. I'm, I'm so glad we reconnected um, after, I guess, a 13-year hiatus. Yeah. And um, I just feel like we haven't lost a beat. And so I'm so grateful for this relationship and just for the opportunity to, to share on your podcast. And Travis, you be safe out there um, on the road. And great to hear from you. And uh, thanks for having me on your show. Absolutely. Y'all visit JulietHall.com. You can get some public speaking for leadership and different training type deals, coaching, consulting, and uh, and buy our book. Own your opportunities. We are signing out on the big truce. We got the truce. We got the truce. We got the big truce of small business. We got the truce. We got the truth. We got the big You can find us on all of the podcast the networks. Truth. A small business, yeah.